So, hey, Lucky, thank you so much for kind of responding to some of the thoughts that I shared. I wanted to uh, let you know for sure, number one, I'm not offended. I'm not personally offended. Uh, Really, I wanted to just engage the conversation. So I really appreciate you uh, taking some time. I know you got a lot of stuff going on today, but I really appreciate you taking some time really just to have the conversation and and share with me uh, your thoughts and your feelings on this issue a little bit further in depth. And then even some of the call-ins that you share, I'm going to echo all of those over here onto my station because I think it's just a really a cool dialogue uh, overall. So I uh, wanted to clarify that. And man, I appreciate you know you even kind of addressing the sorry, not sorry uh, comment, which I totally get, man. I totally understand that. That's totally cool. Uh, and understand that and then uh, from there so that's really cool to hear about your brother so for me i think that's really great i'm like wow that's really awesome i had a uh, a similar story i wasn't getting arrested and stuff like that um but had a lot of issues with alcohol and stuff like that as a teenager and and maybe i'll you know share that on here or whatever i don't mind sharing it i just don't know if it's you know contextually in for the conversation right now but had all these issues and then you know had this sort of but I consider a pretty major life change. And so that's really cool for me to hear that story about your brother. And so I think that's awesome. And then also what you were saying about your kids, you know, that if they said, yeah, yeah, we want to, hey, you know, we want to be a priest, we want to be a pastor, we want to be a missionary, we want to be a Christian, whatever, uh, then your support for that, which is totally, like I said, totally what I expected that you would say, because like I said, you sound like, you know, this guy who's going to, you know, watch out for his kids. And so that's fantastic. So let's continue with our inductive Bible study. This next passage of Scripture in Galatians is one sentence, but it spans three verses. And really, each verse, each part of the sentence has just a lot of content. So I'm going to share this with you here on Anchor over the next three segments. I'll go ahead and share all three of them right now, and then we'll piece those together in an episode to share on the podcast. So if you're listening to this in a podcast form on iTunes or Google Play, you'll get all three segments kind of seamlessly together. If you're listening to this on Anchor, it'll be broken into the three segments so you can sort of digest that content uh, how you see fit. So here we go. On this segment of the inductive Bible study in the book of Galatians, we're in Galatians chapter 1, and we're reading verse 15, 16, and 17. I'll read the whole sentence, and then we'll just focus on each part individually, starting with verse 15. So this whole sentence says, But when God, who set me apart from birth and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not consult any man, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before I was, but I went immediately into Arabia and later returned to Damascus. So this is one sentence. It spans three verses. Let's focus First of all, on verse 15, the first part of the sentence. But when God, who set me apart from birth and called me by his grace, was pleased. And then it goes on from there. So the things that really jumped out in this to me were these uh, two phrases where Paul says, set me apart from birth and called me by his grace. And to me, this is very significant of the way that God scripts a plan for our life, even from before we were born. There are many, many passages throughout the Bible in which uh, it talks about God having a plan for our life, in which it talks about God having scripted our life from before we were born. Now, what's amazing about this is that as humans, we exist in a a reality of, of free will. So I believe 
wholeheartedly that God has a plan for the life of every single person. My life, your life, listening in, he has a plan for your life. He has scripted something for you to do. He scripted some sort of wonderful uh, purpose-filled engagement in this world from before you were born. We have a choice as a free will being whether or not to pursue that, whether or not to pursue him and in pursuing him discover what that plan, what that purpose, what his will for our life is. Paul says that God had set him apart from birth. He had already uh, chosen Paul from the time he was born and then it makes a distinguishing uh, a statement where it says, and called me by his grace. So the plan for Paul's life was already scripted from the time that Paul was born. And then because of the grace of God, God extended that calling out to Paul and said, hey, it's time. Now's the time for you to step into and to engage the purpose that I have for your life. That purpose that I wrote from before you were born. But now as an adult, when Jesus appeared to Paul, he said, now's the time for you to engage in the purpose that I have for you by the grace of God. So let's put that into our own lives. God has scripted a plan for my life from before I was born. God has scripted a plan for your life from before you were born. And there's a point in time, a moment, when he steps in and says, now it's time to engage in that purpose. That's that calling that comes and says, hey, it's time now to engage. I can, I can remember the moment uh, and, and there were many moments throughout my life of confirmation of this, but the very specific moment when it was now's the time to engage in that purpose. And maybe now's that time for you. Maybe you have recognized the scripting of God's plan for your life since before you were born, but now's the time. Now you're hearing this, and now it's one more thing of God saying, hey, now's the time for you to engage in the purpose for which I have called you. And so I would encourage you, if that's the place where you find yourself today, Jump in, man. Jump in with both feet. God has an amazing life for you. He's been writing it from the beginning of time, and he's been working it out to bring you to this place where now is the time for you to engage. So let's keep going with verse 16. Again, verse 15 says, But when God who set me apart from birth and called me by his grace was pleased, and then here's verse 16, to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not consult any man. And uh, the couple of things in this verse that really stand out uh, to me, uh, number one is that it, right at the beginning it says, to reveal his son in me. So when you put the whole sentence together, it's saying uh, uh, that God, who had set me apart and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me. And so I think this is fantastic. Because literally, Paul is saying that the person of Jesus was revealed to Paul, but he was also revealed in Paul. Um, and, and I think that's a distinguishing difference. We know the story of Paul. He's on his way to Damascus. He has this incredible encounter with Jesus. The, the, the Jesus, Jesus had already lived on the earth, been crucified, rose from the dead, and ascended into heaven. heaven. And now here it is, sometime after that, uh, probably at least a, a couple of years after that, Paul is going to Damascus and the person of Jesus appears to him and says, I am the Lord. I'm the one that you're fighting against. So he had this massive revelation to him. But here it says that Jesus was revealed in him. And I think that's part of the nature of revelation. 
So I've talked about this many times is that God is not ever going to bring to you a revelation that's contrary to the word of God, that's contrary to the Bible. God is not schizophrenic. He's not going to say one thing in the Bible and then come and tell you something different. So if you hear you know, yourself or somebody else sharing something, preaching something, that hey, that might sound good. That might sound like you know, some fun, good theology, but if it doesn't match up with the Bible, it's probably not from God. But the things that are in the Bible, he, through the Holy Spirit, will reveal those things in you, in your heart. And so revelation is a very personal thing. It's a very uh, intimate thing, if I can say it that way, that as you're reading through the scriptures, as you're reading through the Bible, as you're praying, there are going to be things that God literally speaks to your heart and to your spirit that you just know inside of you and you'll be able to find it in scripture it might be as you're reading a verse and it sort of you know we say this it sort of jumps off the page it sort of pops out at you maybe a verse you've read before but this time when you read it it had a new and fresh meaning that's the revelation of the holy spirit that's christ being revealed in you and so paul is saying that there was a particular moment in time in which by the grace of god that his son that's jesus was revealed in Paul, and then he goes on to describe the purpose. Why? Why does God give us revelation? Why did he give Paul revelation? So that, this is in verse 16 again, so that I might preach him, that's Jesus, among the Gentiles. The Gentiles would be the people outside of the original covenant. That's people outside of the original covenant with God, i.e. the nation of Israel. So the people outside of that, because now with Jesus coming and this promise of God that you're going to be blessed to be a blessing to all nations, this, this message of the gospel was now made available not only to God's chosen people, the nation of Israel, but also to the rest of the world. I myself am very grateful for that. So Paul says that this was the purpose for which Jesus was revealed in him. The revelation that's given to you in your heart is so that you can share Jesus with the rest of of the world. So let's finish up here with verse 17. I'm going to start reading from the beginning of the sentence in verse 15. But when God, who set me apart from birth and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not consult any man. And then here's verse 17. Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before I was, but I went immediately into Arabia and later return to Damascus. And I think what Paul is describing here is a a, um, spiritual discipline or a spiritual practice that unfortunately in, in our culture is oftentimes lost, and that is the practice of solitude. So there was a book I read several years ago by a guy named Dallas Woolard called The Spirit of the Disciplines, and he's talking about all of these various spiritual disciplines, prayer, church attendance, fasting, tithing. And he talks a lot in that book about the spiritual discipline of solitude. And he made a very interesting statement, or at least it was very interesting to me at the time. He said that oftentimes modeled in the Bible is this principle that when a person would come to faith or come to Christ, that they would immediately then go into solitude, that they would go into sort of a place of solitude first. And I thought, okay, well, that seems weird. In my mind, you know, it seemed like, uh, you know, solitude comes later. You know, solitude comes for like the uber spiritual guy, you know, the, the super scholar, the monk, the, that sort of deal. Um, but he was sort of presenting this principle. Even Jesus himself, after he was baptized by John the Baptist, 
He immediately went into the desert, immediately went into solitude for 40 days. Prayer and fasting is typically what we refer to that uh, time period as, but look at it. He was alone. He was in solitude for a period of time. And Paul here models the same thing. He did not go up to the core of the church. He did not go up to the core of the church leaders. Now listen, I'm not advocating that we avoid church attendance. The Bible clearly says, do not forsake the gathering of yourselves together. But there is a season in which uh, when we come to faith, there is a season in which we need to begin studying the scripture and cultivating that personal time with ourselves with Christ. We cannot be forever dependent on other people to lead us in our spiritual discipleship. No one can, people can pray for you, but they can't pray in lieu of you praying. People can read the Bible to you. You can listen to this inductive Bible study you know, here on Anchor or on this podcast, but that can't be in lieu of you reading the Bible. Other people can fast and in their fasting time pray for you, but that's not in lieu of you fasting. And so there is a, a time in which we practice solitude, not so that we're necessarily trying to get away from other people, but so that we are building that muscle of intimacy with Christ in our own personal lives. And I believe that's what's going on here with Paul. You know, we read about all of Paul's stories and all of his travels, but his first years, and, and we'll see this, for the first several years, he spent time just by himself. He spent time studying the scriptures. I believe he was probably fellowshipping with other Christians. It says he went to Damascus. He returned to Damascus. So I figure he probably hung out with those Christians there in Damascus who first received him. But that's a, a quiet season in Paul's life. There's not a lot of writings um, and, and things in the Bible regarding that season of his life. And I believe that it was a season of solitude that he was practicing so that he was clear on what Christ had revealed to him. He was clear on what this message of the gospel was, and he was very clear on his purpose. So that is the, the total of our inductive Bible study for today. From Again, from Galatians chapter 1, 15, 16, and 17. But when God, who set me apart from birth and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not consult any man, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to see those who were apostles before I was, but I went immediately into Arabia and later returned to Damascus. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I'd love to hear from you. If you're on the Anchor platform here, uh, please feel free to call in or hit that comment button and let me know your thoughts. If you are listening to this on iTunes or Google Play, hey, maybe consider downloading the Anchor app. It's a fantastic podcasting platform. Otherwise, you can always connect with me via email at travis at goserfchange.com. Hope you're having a great day and God bless you.